Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with Craig Henderson today, sitting in for Brad Sykes. Glad to have Craig with us, and we are glad to have you with us here on SWAT Radio. If you haven't listened before or haven't listened for a while, welcome. And I want to remind you that SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And SWAT Radio is an outgrowth of SWAT Bible studies that take place here in the Jacksonville area and have been led by Doug McCary. Uh, for over 10 years here in the Jacksonville area at various locations. And the radio program has been uh, on the air for uh, the past six years and basically is uh, is uh, a, a, an outreach of the Bible studies where the radio program, uh, Doug, uh, teaches the uh, same text and same uh, t- uh, passages that he's teaching um, in, the, in the Bible study on a weekly basis. You can give us a call at 844-777-7928 as we go through the program today if you have any questions or comments. And we also want to mention that you can listen to SWAT Radio and catch past uh, podcasts of of past broadcasts on SWATradio.com. You can just go there and all the information about our local uh, Bible studies and past programs uh, is available at SWATradio.com. So, Craig, that was a lengthy introduction I'm doing today, but... Great to have you in the studio, as always. Oh, David, it's great to be with you today. And uh... Just get a little closer there. Yeah, that's there right. Go. There, there we go. go. There that's we go. Better. That's right. Yep. Great to be with you today, and thanks for the opportunity. And, and you're right. Uh, the, the, as we're kind of getting to the end of the study of Acts, it's really pretty amazing. Uh, it's been two years. But two years. There has been the, the, the depth of what I know I've been able to learn as we've gone through the study is pretty amazing, and yeah. the application that comes from it. So yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Yep. this opportunity yeah really has been great uh doug's teaching has been wonderful and um uh we, doug and i were talking about the fact that brad and i were as well that it really changes not only your understanding of paul and what he went through but it changes your understanding of the letters that he wrote so when you're reading romans and corinthians and thessalonians and ephesians and all the letters that he wrote now you have that background from Acts, that deep background of what was going on in his life while he was writing those letters. Yeah, so, that's what's pretty amazing is most all of those letters, if not all of them, were written while he was in the midst of these travels that's through right. Acts. That's right. Yep. And I think that uh, that just, you know, we've, we've talked so often about how um, going to Israel with Doug changes the way you read the Gospels, right? It changes the way you read the whole Bible, being in Israel and seeing where all these historical events took place, all these great events that we know about in the Bible. And then we talk about, you know, watching a program like The Chosen and and how that brings to life all those things that happen. Well, I think Acts has done a similar kind of thing in that, you know, when you're, I know when I'm now reading something else in one of the letters, I can say, oh, wait a minute, this is what was going on in Ephesus, you know, uh, where he was, there was a riot and, you know, uh, at the, and they were yelling, for three hours or whatever it was, great as Artemis of the Ephesians, you know, just those kind of details <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring right. those letters to life. So um, before we get into what we're going to get into today, which is Acts chapter 28, verses 1 to 16, I know uh, we haven't been on together for a while, but I know no. that in between uh, the last time we were on and today, you've been on a great trip with your wife to uh, England and Scotland. So yeah, wanted to ask you yeah. about that and how it went. Wow. It was really, well, it's, 
I think one of the things that really struck me in going over there is just um, the deep heritage um, that, that goes back in England and stuff. And I think I've mentioned to you that one of the things that was just, I think it was our, like maybe our first day over there, we were in a, in a community called Bath and t- going through uh, some tours and stuff and realizing that um, when while Paul is in this journey that we read about and we're studying Acts, that the Roman Empire spread all the way into England and they were building, you know, forts and communities and stuff in England at the same time. And that's, it's really, it, it struck me how God used the Roman Empire to allow the gospel to spread throughout. Hmm. That there was really, you know, it's all one country. Right. Paul as a citizen had freedom to kind of go anywhere. And, um, and he really, he really, you know, that God leveraged that through Paul hmm. to spread the gospel into what now is, you know, all over the world, as yeah. it turns out. We, we, we see things in this country that are, you know, two, three hundred years old. Yeah, St. Augustine, we, yeah. Yeah, and we think, wow, that's really old. And it is, it's all relative. But when you go over there and uh, you see ruins and, and structures that have been there for a few thousand years. Yeah, they had stuff dated, uh, I think, 63 A.D. Yeah. In, in, uh, that, yeah. that they found Roman you know, roads and, and in the area and buildings and stuff that have right. been established and coins and, and all sorts of artifacts. Right. Stuff. It's right. just like, wow. And you were mentioning before we came on the air about um, you saw some things in Scotland. I know Scotland is an area where, for example, you know, uh, Presbyterianism has a rich heritage yeah. as does yeah. just, just Protestantism in Scotland. But maybe mention a couple of those things you were mentioning to me before. Yeah, we came on. in Edinburgh, there's a cathedral right uh, just down the street from the castle in Edinburgh, where yeah. I, it's uh, it's now known as St. Giles. Uh, he's he is the one who really uh, began the push for um, everybody having a chance to read the Bible, and mm. so his he he was sort of pushing against the establishment church at the time, which was sort of everything goes through the the priest, and he's the one who sort of shares the right. the, the value of the real world right. word, and that that he was the one that really brought teaching out into individual levels and, mm. and you know, whether it's in, in small groups or studies or, and back then they were probably called something a lot different, right. but yeah, that was his real um, sort of pushback against the establishment church and yeah. really giving people the opportunity to study really the word of God directly. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, and, and you were saying that the, of course the, the church at the time didn't like that too much, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. like they didn't like Martin Luther saying the things that he said yeah he flourished for a while and then uh then ended up being you know jailed in yeah. prison for his beliefs yeah and stuff. they caught up with him that, yeah uh, well that's a when people can read and interpret scripture for themselves and not you know with the help of the spirit of course but the guidance of the spirit uh that's a that's a threat to individual powers uh that people have within yeah. the, within yeah. the church so yeah um well, that's how, it sounds like you had a great trip. I know you guys were gone for a while, and it was something that we had planned for a while. And uh, and, and like you said, England, too, just oh, such God. a history in England. Um, I remember stand, being there and, and, and standing at Westminster Abbey and, and just realizing that I think they say that for 1,500 years, yeah. there's been a church on, on that, that site, right, yeah. on that site. And, of yeah. course, the history and, you know, not all of it good. But uh, it's still pretty amazing uh, to be in there and realize and, and realize the folks who are buried there and, and the history oh, that's happened there and, and, yeah. and all of that. So I'm sure you had a great time. Yeah, we got into York in time early enough to worship in at York York Minster, which is another church that had been around for 
thousands of years. Yeah. And uh, and underneath that, again, were Roman mm-hmm. Roman ruins and yep. stuff. And they had it was a you know slopes sloped streets that were built and and, and buildings are underneath there as part of the tour you go through and you see right. them several levels below the what's now currently the cathedral on ground level. Yeah, amazing. It is amazing. Amazing. And and like we said, Paul, God used you know. But we're going to talk some today about, um, you know, the way Paul had to. Paul knew he was going to Rome, but had to wait in God's timing for, for over two years. But, but you can see through the story in Acts the way Luke records it. Even though Paul probably couldn't understand all of that while it was happening, when you can look back on it, and when Paul could look back on it, I'm sure he saw, okay, here's why God did this. At the time, it might not have made sense to me. And I think we all have those times in our lives where I know I do, where I can look at, have go through something and think, what are you doing, God? I, I don't get this. But then later on, look back on it and say, okay, he, he had it under control the whole time. Yeah, I think it's really true. I, you know, I look at my own life and times when I think, okay, God's calling me to this, this, whatever the situation is. And then, you know, obstacles get in the way and either, you know, there's, there's, trials and tribulations and i'm thinking why god i felt like i was called to do this yep. and it's not till i look back in the midst of that and and see gosh he was working in me yep. throughout all those struggles maybe to deal with my character yep. some things i needed to learn right or people that i would be around that i could uh, help influence and, and demonstrate you know christ's love yep. through what through how i deal with it but, but god choosing <clears throat> that timing for paul's ministry during, to your point, during the Roman Empire and during, you know, that helped the gospel spread. And and we know from studying Acts that the Romans themselves rescued Paul on a number of occasions yes. and kept, kept him moving forward and gave him multiple opportunities to share the gospel with Jews and Romans alike. Yeah, and, for, for all their faults, had it, had it not been for the Roman Empire, Paul would not have been able to get the gospel spread as yeah. far as he did, as we right. read in the book of Acts. That's right. While we're talking about travel, I want to mention also, I know Doug has mentioned it a few times, he still has some spots open for his trip uh, this year in November, right after Thanksgiving. I think the trip leaves the day after Thanksgiving uh, for Israel. I think he said he had about um, 10 open spots or so, five couples or, or some individual spots. He did mention on Wednesday uh, that he didn't have any SWAT guys signed up for this particular trip, and usually he's got at least a couple of SWAT guys uh, on on his trips to Israel. So if you have questions or are interested in that, uh, it's a wonderful trip. We've talked about it several times. Um, Doug does great teaching. It's not just going and visiting the sites like a tourist. Uh, you go and you see the sites, but you spend time there and listen to Doug teach, and it's a wonderful uh, learning opportunity and a time of, uh, of not only learning and, and growing in our faith, but of fellowshipping with uh, the folks on the tour. So uh, you can email Doug at Doug at SWATradio.com, Doug at SWATradio.com. If you want uh, any additional information about the Israel trip, like I said, I think it leaves on November 24th, and it's about 10 or 11 days uh, that the trip lasts. We we wanted to mention also we had a we wrapped up the SWAT Bible studies this past week and had um, one SWAT meeting, one SWAT Bible study uh, here at the Salem Center last Wednesday, about, I think about 70, 75 guys. Yeah, it was a great turnout from all the different regional locations around here that, that right. came. Yep, and, and, and Doug did a, a, a great wrap-up of Acts and final teaching on Acts, and he he finished it and, and, and 
uh, Craig and I were both saying before the program that um, we didn't uh, we didn't realize that there was a movie made five years ago or so called Paul Apostle of Christ. Um, Jim Caviezel, uh, the actor who many of you may be familiar with, plays Luke uh, in the movie. And um, Doug showed a clip from that movie at the end of our, our time on Wednesday to kind of wrap up acts. And it, I don't want to give it away, but basically it was a scene between Luke and Paul at the end of Paul's life uh, when he's about to be executed by the Romans and very, very powerful. And I have not seen the movie, but if the rest of the movie is as good as that final scene Doug showed is, then I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I think he's talking about doing a, a showing of that sometime this summer. That's uh, right. So that's something to watch out for or we'll talk about on the radio as it gets closer. Right. For those of you who wouldn't be able to make that or who aren't in the area, after listening to Doug teach on Axe all these months and couple of years here on the radio, uh, if you get a chance to find the movie a Paul, Apostle of Christ, uh, and the, the main, I, I don't know who plays Paul off the top of my head, but I know Jim Caviezel plays Luke. Um, it, it sounds like, it looks like it would be well worth, um, checking it out. So, um, we're going to like, like Craig said, we're going to try to do that this summer, have a night where Doug, uh, screens that movie for any SWAT guys that can make it. So keep an ear out for that. We also want to mention that the SWAT, uh, training day over the summer, we do take a break. Now over the summer from the uh, weekly studies, although the uh, the radio program, I think Doug's going to do uh, a, a short summer study, um, even though there might be some weeks or days that uh, we do replays on the radio. Doug's going to do a, a study over the summer as well. But the SWAT summer training day will be on August 5th. So keep an ear out for that. If you want to try to attend that, you can email Doug at the same email address, Doug at, at SWATradio.com. We are going to take our first break of the day, and then we're going to be back, and we're going to dive into our text, Acts 28, 1 to 16, and uh, look at our normal Friday questions that we look at uh, concerning this text. We'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Hey, this is Brant along with Sherry here. And so you hear me doing these spots for MediShare, and Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brant, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real, I actually do. I'm not just saying stuff. So family, friends ask me about it. I'm like, yes, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people my experience has been. MediShare has been fantastic for me yeah it's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways honestly yeah and see a lot of people who switch tell me that it's the same reaction they're very very happy with it and it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money i would tell people look into it yep Uh, so really for reals uh if you want to talk to them they're great to talk to i think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it so um, you do the phone number. I'm actually tired of doing all the phone numbers. Yeah. Okay. Call now. 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 
Bible. Nice job. Thanks. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneh.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson, happy to be with you on Friday, May 12th from the Salem Center in Jacksonville, Florida. Another week has flown by, and as you've heard us mention many times over the last uh, couple of days and this week, we are on the last chapter of Acts, Acts chapter 28. Uh, We're looking at Acts 28, 1 to 16 today. And then Doug will be wrapping up the final uh, section of Chapter 28 next week on the radio uh, to complete uh, the radio portion of the, the study of Acts. And before we read um, Acts 28, 1 to 16, and, and it, for those of you, again, who might be relatively new to SWAT radio or might not have listened very often on Fridays, um, what we usually try to do on Fridays is... Um, take the text that Doug has been teaching on for the week. And usually on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, does Doug does his teaching very similar to how he does it in the Bible studies. Then Thursday, he usually has a guest. And on Fridays, we try to take the text and um, look at it from a little different perspective and, and maybe uh, to help listeners um, understand how they can study the text on their own or uh, even more than that, if they're in a, a situation where you're discipling someone or, or working with someone through a text, um, this is a good format that you can use where we take the text and we look at it from the perspective of three or four questions. The the first one being, um, what stands out in the text? What really jumps out at you from the text? Uh, the second one being, um, what does the text teach us about God and what does it teach us about people? Sometimes if we have time, we'll look at, you know, who do you identify with in the text and why? But then finally, and and maybe most importantly, um, how can we live differently? How can we be obedient to God and live differently um, based on what the scripture that we're looking at teaches us and based on what God commands? So that's kind of the the format we'll be using today as we have been on uh, Fridays for the last several months. And just to bring us up to speed by quick way of review or way of quick review, I should say, uh, where we're at from looking back to Acts 27, right? We knew that Doug's main teaching points there were God anchors us through the storms of life with his presence for our life, with his provision for our life, and with his proven reliability through his fulfilled word. And and we saw um, that in that in that text, that in that chapter that describes the shipwreck Paul was on as he as he goes from Caesarea and makes his way toward Rome, um, he's involved in a shipwreck where they, they wind up on the island of Malta. 
But in that shipwreck, the the survival of all the the people on board the ship happened because God said it would happen. Uh, God revealed that to Paul uh, in a vision that, that he appeared to Paul and told him that nobody on the ship would be lost. And when God says something will happen, right, Greg? It yeah, ha- it it's going to happen. That's exactly right. It, it happens. And, you know, we've talked so much in the past m- many months about, about that there's only one source of truth, and that is the, uh, the God is the only source of truth. And and that is revealed to us in his word. And, and we've got so many crazy things happening in the world. Uh, it's important that we remember, and, and with me at the top of the list, that we go to God's word uh, for mm. truth, that truth is absolute. There is absolute truth, and it's found uh, in the scriptures. And, and again, it's another example of God telling Paul, nobody's going to be lost. What he said would happen did happen, and that over and over again in the scriptures and in life, right, in the world, God proves that God is who he claims to be and that his word can be trusted. And that's a, certainly a great comfort for us. Yeah, I'm sure he was, you were talking about this last week, you know, where really the centurions are ready to kill those uh, the, the prisoners because if they escaped, it right. was their lives. And yet that one centurion that wanted to save Paul and then through that, everybody got saved. Yeah. You know, they... Very similar to when Paul and Silas were in jail, right? And the earthquake yeah. happened and, and the, the jailer was going to kill himself because he was worried that all the prisoners were going to escape. And uh, that meant, you know, in the Roman world, that was death for the one who let them escape. And so uh, uh, very similar here yeah. where, where Paul convinces the centurion, look, if you cut, if you let the people escape, the Roman soldiers get away in these boats, then nobody's going to be saved. And, and he, and the centurion listened to Paul, Paul went from prisoner to, to leader on the ship. But anyway, in Acts 28, one to 16, again, just by way of quick review, we, we find Paul and his shipmates after the wreck on the Island of Malta. And God distinguishes Paul uh, as his servant for the sake of the gospel. And Paul continues to display a servant's heart, and an amazing faith and a love for the church as we look here at chapter 28. And uh, he continues to be God's ambassador in chains as he finally uh, arrives in Rome. And, and just by, again, by way of reminder to what Doug was teaching this week is three main points where that God calls his leaders as reflected in the life of Paul here to a life of service. We saw that in verses one to 10 uh, to a, to a, a love for his sheep, in verses 11 to 14, and a loyalty to Jesus the Savior in verse 16. So with that uh, said, in that type of review, we want to read uh, Acts chapter 28, verses 1 to 16. So, Craig, if I can ask you to read that, that would be great. I'm giving you enough time. I'm I, Craig and I always <laughs> joke, I asked him to read about 15 verses once and gave him about 45 seconds to do it. So Yeah, right before a break. That's right. We've, but go ahead and read <laughs> yeah. Acts 28, 1 to 16. Thanks. So uh, chapter 28, uh, starting in verse 1. After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. 
When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice, which is a name for a Greek God, has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said, he was a God. That's a small G God. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publius who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that, his, that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery. And Paul visited him and prayed, and putting hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had disease also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly. And when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. Then we go to Paul traveling to Rome. And verse 11, after three months, we set sail in a ship that had wintered on the, in the island, a ship of Alexandria with the twin gods as figureheads. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. And from there, we made a circuit and arrived at Rigium. And after one month, one day, a south wind sprang up. And on the second day, we came to Putriol. There we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. And the brothers there who heard about us came as far as the forum of Apius and three, and three taverns to meet us. And on seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And we, when we came to, into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with a soldier who guarded him. Thus fins the reading of God's word. Amen. Amen. What a, what a great, great passage. And there's, there's so much there. Oh yeah. There's so much there. We, and we'll get into it as we come back from the bottom of the hour break, but but just right off the top, Craig, what, what stands out to you? Is there anything in particular that jumps out? Well, I think the, the thing that stood out to me as I was reading this is just the, the sign of hospitality that occurred, uh, actually in, in two forms. One, um, when they arrived at, at Malta and um, the people put a fire up for them when it was rainy and cold, then Publius gave them a, you know, three days of taking care of them and stuff. And then the brothers from Rome, when it says they went to three taverns, that's 33 mile walk mm -hmm. from Rome right. to go out and meet him. Right. And I think about in our own culture, you know, how often do we do that for people that are, that are either that are coming or that uh, we know are in the area, you know, to really reach out and just, and, and show that kind of hospitality for yeah. them. And, 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 and again, speaking for myself, <laughs> do it without feeling a little bit aggravated or put out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have said that many times. I, I need to be repentant for that. And hopefully I, I am, <laughs> but that, and I'm not always that way, but that there are times when, you know, you realize you really should do this. And, 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 and of course, as you grow um, in Christ, your attitude does change and he changes you. But, 
um, to do it willingly and cheerfully. And clearly these folks did, they weren't going to oh, walk yeah. almost 40 miles, you know, and, and not really want to be there. Yeah, that's exactly right. All of these to me were like sort of sacrificial acts yeah. of, 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 of hospitality for someone else. Yeah. One well, they were hoping to see one. They didn't really know they were shipwrecked right. people. That's yeah. right. Well, we're going to continue on that uh, topic of hospitality when we come back. Cause that, very similar to what jumped out to me as well. So we are going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour uh, for the news. We're on SWAT radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a question or a comment on Acts chapter 28 or anything that we've talked about as we wrap up the book of Acts, we'll be right back after the break. Jesus Christ was a man without weakness, a man without sin, the perfect mediator between us and God. Hello, this is Chuck Swindoll. In Hebrews 4, verse 14, we read, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, and then he identifies him, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. If it were not for the presence of our high priest, Jesus Christ, we would have no hope, no mercy, no bridge. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. There's major delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on I-10 eastbound before the Cecil Commerce Center exit blocking all the lanes. Also, there's a crash on the East Beltway 295 northbound at Beach Boulevard. And there's a broken down truck on the West Beltway 295 southbound between US-17 and the Buckman Bridge. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 66. Saturday, mostly sunny, high 86. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson. Uh, Glad to be with you here on uh, our Friday, May 12th edition of the SWAT Radio program. Brad Sykes is away this week, seeing his youngest daughter graduate out at the University of Colorado and visiting some other family and friends on the on the way they made a road trip out of it uh, i think they drove and they have a a daughter and a son-in-law in nashville as well so uh brad is a rambling man this week we should have had rambling man by the yeah. Allman brothers as the uh, lead in for brad i don't know if he's listening or not but uh he is on the road this week and will be back next week so safe travels brad if, if you're listening uh, before the break we were we read the passage of uh, acts 28 1 to 16 and we were talking about kind of what stood out to us in the passage. And Craig, you were mentioning uh, just the, the, the hospitality and the two 
really two uh, different examples of hospitality here. First, the hospitality of the people indigenous to the island of Malta, uh, when they, you know, the Paul and the other uh, people from the shipwreck came ashore and they welcomed them and, and, and made them a fire and all of that. And then the hospitality of the brothers who came a long way when they heard Paul was about to enter Rome and walked over 30 miles to, uh, to come out and greet him and the, and the sacrifice that they made to show that kind of hospitality and to welcome him. And we were talking during the break, uh, very similar things stood out to me uh, about the hospitality. And I, I was thinking about, um, you know, the, it just says, you know, again, Luke in his way, right? Sometimes Luke doesn't give us a ton of extra detail. He just tells us what we need to know. And he says, you know, that the, the native people there on the island of Malta showed unusual kindness by coming out and kindling a fire and welcoming them. And um, I was kind of joking, but but it's true. I, I, I love survival shows on TV, whether it is a great show on National Geographic called Alone, where, where contestants are literally dropped off in total wilderness completely by themselves and have to, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a great, great program. Um, but other survival shows I've watched as well, whether it's Bear Grylls or Dual Survival or whatever it is. But on all of those shows, the importance of fire in survival and the importance of fire for protection, for warmth, for cooking. Um, but also in every person I've ever seen on these shows that has trouble with a fire, but then finally gets it going, talks about the morale boost mm. of a fire in those kinds of situations. And we were talking during the break. I admit, I, I read these passages sometimes and I tend to think of the whole thing as being, a little more sanitized than it really was. If you really think about what was going on here, there's 270 plus people, right, who were just in a shipwreck, and and were and before that had been at sea, tossed all over the place for 14 days or more, and and they're, they're like you said, the ship ran aground offshore. They had to either swim in or cling to a piece of the ship to come into shore. Yeah, they must have been a mess. Yeah, you know, and I, and I think we talked about it in the break as well, that, you know, a group of those guys are prisoners. Right. So they're they're not dressed up, looking nice or anything, you know, and they've got Roman centurions kind of coming in watching them on the shore and stuff. Yeah. To, for the people to of Malta to sort of come out and do that, or, you know, uh, if you're a prisoner, you're not a prisoner for a good thing. That's right. right. And, uh, right. you know, that you're, you're helping out people that, frankly, like in our culture today, if you saw you know, a, a police wagon stop and right. you know, guys come out, everybody's kind of heading, heading for the hills. Right. Right. Uh, so I it's just, struck, it struck me that this group on Malta sees these people in the shipwreck. They must've looked half dead. Yeah. And, yeah, and they still terrible. came out and, and God used them to encourage the people who were in the wreck and certainly to encourage Paul and his companions um, to, to show them. It says Luke writes an unusual hospitality yeah, yeah right and and it, it it made me think of a couple of verses where where paul writes these things um in other in letters that he wrote it it, it shows that it in in, in in it's another example of gentiles treating paul so much better than the jews yeah. his own people yeah. his own people the leaders and everyone wanted to kill him and and yet these people who didn't know anything about christianity or, you know, the gospel and Jesus helped him, right? And it reminded me of what he wrote um, in Romans chapter 2, uh, verses, I'm going to start with 
verse 14 and then 15, for when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. Now, Paul is writing about the fact that that every man has the image of God and the knowledge of God and the and the law of God really written on his heart. And, and people either suppress that in unrighteousness and choose to ignore it or disbelieve it, but there is an internal yeah. engine, if you will, an internal conscience, which is the law of God. And he's saying here that in many ways, these Gentiles are keeping the law better than the Jews who had the law. Yeah, that's so true. I think, and I think that's where, um, as I as I read this and thought about it, I mean the the conviction about how often am I showing that kind of hospitality mm-hmm. to anybody? Right. I mean, to people. You know, there's people I know, but I'm thinking in in this case of Malta. These are people that are coming in on the shore guarded by Roman centurions, right. you know, That's and right. I'm going out of my way to start a fire for them, to warm them up, yeah. to offer them food and stuff. Right. That's um, pretty amazing. It is. It shows their hearts. Yep. Absolutely. I also thought of uh, Hebrews 13 two, which is a familiar verse, which says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now there's something to get your head around. Yeah. Right? But well, Yep. And that's what these people did for Paul. That's exactly right. You know, right. So, yep. And yep. And then to your comments about, um, about the, the, the folks coming out to welcome him, that act of hospitality yeah. and walking, you know, 30 to 40 miles, um, to, uh, to, to, to come and see him. Um, I mentioned during the break, it, it, it reminded me a little of Palm Sunday and yeah. the people coming out to meet Jesus on the road as he came into Jerusalem you know, Paul's not Jesus, but he's representing Jesus, and mm-hmm. he's Jesus' greatest ambassador, especially of the time and probably ever. Oh yeah, and um, and here are the folks coming out to welcome the ambassador or the king, uh, just like they came out to welcome Jesus. Now we know what happened to Jesus not long after that, but but still this idea, and also this idea that it says Paul was encouraged and took yeah. courage, right? Yep. Um, when they came out and and. Think about, again, everything that he had been through um, and then to see these brothers that he had written to maybe three years earlier as the church at Rome coming out to meet him must have been an incredible encouragement. Well, and I, I'm guessing 33 miles is a two-day hike. Right. Um, you know, each way. And so they went hike two days out to be able to be there to meet him. Yeah. yeah. You know, which means they didn't, they didn't know the boat's showing up uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock. Let's leave. Right. They were that probably there waiting for him yep. so that when he arrived, yep. you know, so it, it really was an act of sacrifice and an act of love yeah. to do that. That's a great point that you made that it's an act of sacrifice. It's, yeah. It wasn't just come out your front door and stand in your front yard and say, Oh, Hey Paul, as he walks by, but that you, you made a long, probably arduous journey to see him and welcome him. Um, and it, and it reminds us again, you know, we talk about the five pillars of SWAT, right? God's word, prayer, evangelism, discipleship, and community. I might not have those in the exact right order. Doug will correct me if I don't. Um, but the importance of community. Community. And we've yes. talked about it so many times. And, you know, I've talked about the fact that in my own life 15 years ago, I, I didn't have a lot of male Christian friends. And part of the reason was because I didn't seek them out. Um, but now, especially through SWAT, but through also groups at, at my own church, 
I've got a, and and things like Great Banquet that you and mm-hmm. I have talked about. I, I have so many male Christian friends. I don't know what I would do without them. Yeah. And God has used that community in my life so greatly um, to encourage me and to hold me accountable and to strengthen my faith and you know and I see examples of guys that love the Lord all around me and it just is it. It, 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 this is a great reminder of that Paul went through the same thing. I'll give you an example of how important that is because it's so countercultural to, to our, uh, our, to what we do, what we experience today is when I, I went to, had a doctor's appointment at the beginning of the week. And so one of the questions preambles is like, you know, how often do you see or can, or have conversations with other people during the week? And I'm like, like every day, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. And, and evidently that's, that is a, it's a trigger for, um, that that level of isolation or whatever is a trigger for mental as well as physical, um, you know, physical problems. I, that's a great point, and I think we're seeing that. Yeah, the isolation yeah. because of online people go online and they think they're communicating through social media, but they're not having face to face interaction. Right, right. And we talked about that on the program not that long ago. That Doug was talking about that the detrimental effects of isolation. Yeah, so yeah. that's a great point. Um, I, I, just very quickly, I also thought about as the people came out, um, I thought mentioned Palm Sunday. I also think about in a Jewish wedding, all the guests coming out to meet the bridegroom. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm not, we'll leave uh, Revelation to Doug when he teaches on it sometime. <laughs> and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, stir up the pot here, but whatever your view is about the end times and the second coming and all that. One great view that I like is when Jesus comes back and it says he's coming with the saints. And those that are left here are caught up in the air to meet him. The idea is just like on the road here. Yeah. They're coming to usher him in. They're well, coming yeah. to welcome okay. him and usher him in as the king. They did it for him on Palm Sunday. They did it for his ambassador, Paul, Paul. here. And yep. uh, ultimately, we'll do it again for, for Jesus yeah, uh, when he comes again. So we're going to take our last break of the day. The day flies as it always does. Um, we're going to take our last break. Call us at 844-777-7928 here on SWAT Radio. And we will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. I'm Jonathan McKee, and you're listening to Plugged In. Paris Johnson and her two best friends are living for the weekend, and they can't wait for Saturday at the roller rink. It's Saturdays, a brand new series on Disney+. This throwback to my childhood brings back a familiar Disney Channel story formula. Kid wants something. Kid enacts crazy antics to attain it. Kid learns valuable life lesson when methods ultimately don't turn out as planned. The whole idea is to get through your week to get to Saturday. 
Now, this show isn't as perfect as you'd like it to be. Kids have bad attitudes, parents are dopey, and you'll hear occasional misuses of God's name. Those caveats aside, it's a cute show that focuses on the importance of family and friendship, and each episode ultimately shows that breaking rules and being mean won't solve any of life's problems. Before streaming the latest shows, visit PluggedIn.com radio. I'm Jonathan McKee with Focus on the Families Plugged In. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, Palatka listens at 91.9. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson with you for our last segment of the program today and our last segment of the week. Uh, Doug will be back on Monday. I think I'll be here with him uh, for a couple days, beginning of the week next week, and then Brad will be back uh, toward the middle of the week next week as we finish up on the radio uh, the Book of Acts. And you want to hear that next week. Doug does a fantastic last teaching and summary of Acts, and and, and so I would highly encourage you to, to tune in for that. Uh, before the break, Craig, we were talking about, you know, what stood out to us in the text, and we both were, uh, you made a lot of great points about sacrificial hospitality. And But our, our second question is, what does the passage teach us about God, and what does it teach us about people? So did you have some thoughts there? Yes, I thought about what does it teach us about God. I mean, I, I, um, I, it was more that his plan, God's plan, will always occur, even if from our perspective— the, the road's not straight or whatever, yeah. you know, that, right. you know, I mean, here's Paul, he knows he's going to Rome and, and I, and he believes, and God has told him that he's going to take you, take him to Rome and that shipwrecked left on an Island in the winter time, you know, the ships destroyed that he was in, right. they had to get another, not really a big deal made in the scripture, but it's a whole nother ship that they're riding in right. going in and going up to, to Rome. Um, and yet, you know, it, it doesn't tell, God didn't tell him what time he was going to get to Rome. He just told him he was going to get to Rome. Yeah. And I think it's so often, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, you know, I think, okay, I'm going somewhere. The mission is to get there, you know? And I think God's teaching to me is the mission is to be faithful through the journey. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, um, and, and it's convicting for me, yeah. but that's one of the things about God. I think that, um, that I see in the midst of this. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I had some similar thoughts and notes as I just uh, look for a verse here. Uh, but it's very similar thoughts that my first comment was God is sovereign in his plans and his timing and carrying out his plans. Uh, and I thought the same thing. He, when, when God revealed to Paul, now we're on chapter 28. In the chronology of Luke's account, God tells Paul that he's going to go to Rome in Acts 23, 11. Wow. So it's five chapters ago that he tells him that he's going to, to go to Rome. That's when Paul learns he'll go to Rome. Um, and to your point, could Paul have imagined what would happen in between the time yeah. that God revealed to him that he'd go to Rome and the time he actually got yeah, there? The journey that he went through along That's that right. whole, whole that path. That's right. Yeah. And I just, I just made some, some quick bullet point notes about what happened. 
before he got to Rome. There was the plot to kill him by the 40 Jews, oh, right? And he got rescued. Yeah. The Tribune protects him and sends him to Felix in, in Caesarea. Uh, that was Claudius Lysias, okay, the, yeah. the Tribune there that, that protected him. The soldiers take him, the Roman soldiers take him to Caesarea to foil the plot of the Jews. He testifies before Felix and the Jewish council there at, at Caesarea. But then two years go by. I was going to say, I'm yeah. thinking this is probably a three to four year process right. from when before when God tells him right. to when he ends up arriving. That's right. Yeah. So he 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 was in jail for two years. Felix kept him in jail to curry favor with the Jews. But then Festus succeeds Felix, and then the Jews make the case against Paul again, and Paul testifies now before Felix, Festus and Agrippa. So think about again all the oh, times yeah. Paul is giving his defense as as we talked about it, all the times he's getting to basically proclaim the gospel and testify to the gospel. So he testifies before Festus and Agrippa that, uh, um, and then he, and then he goes and then he finally leaves for Rome because he's appealed to Caesar. And Doug pointed out, I was trying to rem- remember why I made this reference here in my notes, Acts nine fifteen to 16 when Paul is converted on the road to Damascus and he goes to an Ananias's house Ananias is a little skeptical, like, God, you sure you got the right guy, right? Because of what Paul yeah. had been doing. And and God says to Ananias, he'll, he'll, I'm going to show him how much he has to suffer, suffer for my name. But he also says he's going to be my ambassador before kings and the Gentiles. And Doug pointed up, there he was, before Herod, before the Roman governors, right? He's, yeah. he, he's what God said would happen again has happened. So all that happens. Then he appeals to Caesar. Now he's on the trip to Rome, but he's shipwrecked on Malta. We know that what happened on Malta, he basically started the church on Malta. Yeah, yeah. But all this is taking, to your point, months and months. You know, and and he couldn't, I'm sure he couldn't have imagined all of that. And, um, you know, a couple of, a couple of examples I, that I've always liked. Rudy is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, doesn't yeah. matter how many times I see it. It is such a great movie. And it's probably been 25 times in my life in various forms. When he gets in the game at the end and gets the sack, I know I'm going to cry. Right? doesn't matter. But there's a great line. The character actor, I think his name is Robert Probsky, uh, plays the priest that helps him get into Notre Dame. I think that guy was an actor that was on, been in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, Rudy is desperate to get admitted to Notre Dame, and he's on like his third try, and he's he's in the chapel, and he's lit, lit some candles, and the, this priest comes in, and he says, "Father, you know, is there anything else I can do?" And and the priest says to him, "Son, in thirty five years of theological studies, I've only learned two things for certain: there is a God, and I'm not Him." <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great line. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny, but it's true if in the sense that, to your point, we are to be faithful and available right. to God's plan for us, but we don't know what it's going to look like, right? That's he right. does, and we don't. And then the other great analogy, and again, this is not an original thought on my part. I don't know where I heard this, but, you know, think of a, think of a, a tapestry, like a woven rug or tapestry, if you look at it from the underside of it, it looks totally disjointed. It's, it's a got, mess. Yeah, it's a mess. It's got loose threads hanging, right? It's all over the place. 
But the top view, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. All woven together and right. it fits together. It's, and this it idea makes, that... Yeah, it's perfectly yeah, put together. On, on this side of heaven especially, we can't see. We only see the underside. It's like That's the right. passage Paul writes about looking in a mirror, a dark glass mirror, right. where God sees the top. And God knows how it's all woven together and we don't. And so our job, I, you put it really well, is to be faithful and to be available so yeah yeah that's very true that's very true and and uh, the other verse i was looking for was proverbs 16 9 um, oh yeah which says the heart of man plans his way but the lord establishes his steps so familiar it's exactly proverbs right. uh, we might think we know <laughs> and we and it doesn't mean you know we shouldn't plan things no, but God right. may change those plans. So. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have to, have to. We can plan something, but we have to be open to what God does along the way. That's right. That's right. And well, I think that's what that's one of the things that really impresses me about Paul. And I guess maybe is that he is he he, he doesn't ever seem to be uh, dissuaded or angry or frustrated about all these little things that happen along the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we talked three to four years yeah. of yeah. stuff along. He just he always continue to believe that's right i will end up in rome that's right i will end up that's in rome. right well when i guess when when you've seen what paul saw too what god did in his life yeah. and god tells you you're going to go to rome then i'm sure he was very confident had all the confidence in the world that he was going to be there well we've got a couple minutes left craig we want to make sure we always get to how can we live differently how what can we do uh in re in response to to god's word here so uh, what are your thoughts on how we can live differently as a result of being in this passage? Well, I, I know I personally, I mean, I'm convicted on a couple of levels about this and that one is that, um, I really have to be able to live in the moment of what God's doing in front of me. Not, not like, okay, I'm, I'm getting this, I've got something else going on next. I've got to live where I am and, and stay with like the people that God puts in front of me mm -hmm. and love them where they are. And the other part is is the whole hospitality thing is yeah. is is really leaving enough. I use the term margin in my life mm -hmm. where I'm not booked up, you know. With I'm sorry, I can't take time for whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and and so for me, it's it's a it's a bit of conviction of how I need to really change mm -hmm. and open myself up to be available for who God puts in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like what you said about who he puts in front of us and staying in the moment. Yeah. I, uh, maybe this analogy applies. I'm great at thinking about getting in shape and losing weight and things like that. I'm great at thinking about it. I'm, I'm bad at doing it. And I'm the type who will think about, oh, if I do this and do this, then a month down the road, you know, I could be 15 pounds lighter or 20 pounds lighter. And I want it to happen overnight right oh that's yeah and then it, it it and even though i know that's ridiculous i i still think like that sometimes and what i've been thinking about lately because i am trying to lose weight and, and be better about that is i can only control and i can only do today that's right and 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 i think that's very true of, that's what you're saying about in our walk and in our life Jesus said that, right? Worry about yeah, today. Yeah. Tomorrow will take care of itself and we'll have enough worries. So let's control and do what we can do today with what's right in front of us rather than being worried about down the road. That's, yeah, Jesus, that's what Jesus taught. And boy, I tell you, it's 
it's I know for me it's hard to live. It's yeah. hard to live and and really focus on where I am. That's right. And, and and be God's man in the midst of where I am and not thinking about okay what do I do after this? Yeah. Or what's next? Yep. You know because God opens the doors for each of us. And 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 was there a better example of that than Paul? Wherever oh, he gosh. was, that's what he was dealing with. Yeah. Right. And he, he was. And oh. think about think about how attentive he must have been like to these people in Malta. Yeah. And then, you know, just like he was, of course, he had nowhere else to go on the ship, but he was attentive to those people on the ship. He was present with the people in Malta. He was present with the people that he met him on the road going to Rome, you know, so. And how he treated those people really turned out as to what he ended up doing. Yeah. I mean, just think of the centurion because of who Paul was on the boat was the yeah. one that said, we're saving them all. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm reminded of the verse to end here where it's, the Bible says, don't grow weary of doing good. Yeah. Paul, if, it, if anyone had an excuse to grow weary, it was Paul. And, yeah. and he continued to do good. So 